All right. So have you ever had or like a certain scenario in life where when you look back on the beginnings of that situation or of that path, you realize that like it makes a lot of sense looking back on it, but before you started on that path, you weren't really sure about it. You know, this feeling of like, uh, I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do or because that is kind of a healthy feeling, right? But like, I I feel like a lot of the time, as especially for me in my life, whenever I try, whenever I think about trying something new, whether it's, you know, just for fun or if it's something more serious, there's always a lot of doubt in my mind. There's always a lot of like, you know, is this the right thing to do? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And I honestly find myself struggling with that a lot. Um, but like I said, I feel like it's so strange how when you look back onto it after like just doing it, it kind of just makes sense, right? And like you feel like, well, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. How do you, um, how do you explain that? Yeah, I mean, I've had that a lot in my life as well. Um, one of the big ones was when deciding not only to not go to uni but what I would actually do if I didn't yeah and I think what you're describing in the sense of when you reflect back on it and you think huh it actually kind of makes sense to, for things to end up the way that they did mm. I've, I'm not I'm not one for like spirit spirituality or you know faith or religion but there is a part of me which is like you know things do kind of happen for a reason or sure. more let me rephrase that to being, you know, things just happen and whatever happens is simply just, just what life has for you. Sure. That's, and, yeah. Yeah, and to me, I think that's what helped me just move on, really. Because, you know, it is very natural to have those doubts. I mean, yeah. I, I, I still struggle with it daily. Obviously, now I'm a lot better with it because of the just generally letting go of, you know, what if um, control or outcomes. Mm. But no, I think that is normal, but you, I just don't find it helpful to fixate on, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't really help your situation when you sort of fall into this hole of being like, oh, well, actually, I would rephrase that. I, I, I suppose that doubt is healthy, but like allowing doubt to like prevent you from doing something is not healthy, right? Um, that's not to say that you shouldn't like exercise a healthy amount of like common sense, right? Like, yeah. Um, but that aside, I think. I, I think that more often than, than not allowing too much doubt to like cloud your judgment, I suppose that's sort of what holds a lot of people back. And um, that's actually kind of why I wanted to like speak about this today, because I feel like a lot of people feel this, but they don't really want to talk about it because for some reason, you know, nowadays you, you're supposed to have everything figured out. Right. Um, and so doubt doesn't really fit into that picture because you know, if, if you have everything figured out, then there's no room for doubt because there's a very clear cut path. You can just go down that. But um, to be fair, I found that the, the moments where I've personally doubted something, but then I went ahead and did it anyway, I found those moments to be extremely rewarding when they've worked out, right? Yeah. It's always kind of uh, one of the requirements of it. Like if it doesn't work out, then it, it just sucks, right? <laughs> Yeah, but also if it doesn't work out, then at least you've done it. Like you tried. True. Very true. Because, yeah. you know, I would rather have people try and fail rather than oh, never yeah. trying it yeah. at all. Because yeah. now you're left with that feeling or questioning of, you know, what if I actually did do it? That's true. Yeah. I think that's like a really common theme throughout our podcast where it's kind of like, dude, just fucking go and do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I have said it before my life model was just like, yeah, fuck it yeah just do it yeah Very i mean true. it's good to have i mean i don't know for me there's there's a difference between doubt and fear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely because doubt is just something which is debilitating 
Mm. Whereas fear is biologically healthy in some ways. True. To me, there's two types of fear. There's fear, which is like natural. Like it's your mind and body telling you, don't do this. This isn't good. Mm. And then the second type of fear where it gets sort of excited a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, it's something good, but because it's so different and it's something very new, like you're kind of unsettled a bit but you know it's something that you should do yeah whereas doubt it kind of just prevents you from taking that first step in the first place yeah i think i think honestly a lot of the time doubt isn't so much of because i like that you separated doubt and fear because those are those really are two different things and i feel like fear is a sort of just like instinctual a thing Mm -hmm. that that you have and doubt is when you start having that 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 dialogue with yourself if you know what i mean right when when there's one voice in your head saying do this and then the other voice in your head is saying like actually no and then once you allow those two voices to speak to each other that's when you have that 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 like i almost describe it as being really stuck stuck you know that like doubt-ridden stuckness that i really did dislike it holds Um, you back yeah for sure um because like you said like maybe you make a decision and it fucking sucks but um most of the time actually i found that like just pulling through with something like that especially when you begin to like have that dialogue with yourself it those are usually the the moments in your life where you like actually change something right yeah even if it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to sure yeah so how do you sort of deal with it nowadays now that you've sort of lived through life a bit more and you've yeah. become more self-aware of yourself and you know your sort of habits and stuff um to be fair this is one of the things that like i feel like i will struggle with forever oh, yeah, it's not something <laughs> you're going to get over yeah it's a natural um, thing just because um for the most part um I'm someone who likes to plan things out, especially when it comes to things that I do, right? I'm, mm. I'm someone who likes to have the, the, the outcome in mind before the journey is like even started. Yeah, um, you want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And so the reason that doubt is such a huge problem most of the time in my life is because I can very often see the outcome and I can kind of see certain steps along the path, but um, those gaps in between scare me because uh, the gaps in between are usually where things can go one way or the other, right? Because like if, if you only had the steps that you can see and then the outcome, you would, it would work every time, but it doesn't. Um, but the way that I deal with it, honestly, is like I kind of brought it up already. I just don't have the dialogue with myself. I just tell myself like, this is what we're doing and this is the decision the the decision has been made right um and now there is no going back and we're gonna see we're gonna see what happens basically um and another part to that i suppose is actually trying to like this is something that 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 you bring up a lot it's just trying to trying to let go a little bit and just realize that like honestly there's nothing really i can do beyond trying to get this done yeah because you know i think it's you know, having that feeling of doubt is the same as crying when you have a problem. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's good to have because it does make you think. And when sure. you cry, you're letting, you're feeling it, which is necessary sometimes. It doesn't really solve the problem. No. <laughs> no, uh-huh. I mean, a mate of mine just told me, like his mom told him when he was young, when, you know, something went wrong and he was crying. His mom told him like, well, it's not going to do any good crying because now you have the same problem but now you just got a wet face (laughs) yeah i mean same with doubt like you can keep having that internal conversation with yourself at the end of the day you still want to do this thing or whatever it is that you're having doubt about you it could even just be about yourself the way you are as a person yeah in fact i would argue it's almost always about like some aspect of your own to be fair this is something that uh Justin brought up when he was on the show, um, um, uh, Espejo. And he said, like, if we take ego out of the equation, things get a lot easier. And that's kind of true, right? Um, I know a really good example in my life 
of of ego being a problem was uh, when I transitioned from in the gym, transitioned from doing machines uh, over to free weights, right? Because in in my gym, at least, it's like a separate room. Uh, and so it's kind of intimidating going in there, you know, the, the first couple of times because you're like, well, I'm not really a beginner, but like, I have no idea how to do any of this stuff. And I don't want to look like the idiot who doesn't know what he's doing. Right. But now, honestly, four months down the line, I really wouldn't want to go back, you know, like, I mean, sure, on a fitness aspect, machines have their place. Right. But, um, dude, those first like six weeks were tough because I was just like all up in my head, you know, mm-hmm. um, even if the room was like basically empty, I'd just be like, you know, well, people, that one person's watching or am I doing this right or what, whatever it is, right? Um, but then again, that scenario, I find it funny how it, it confirms itself every time this happens in my life where even if it's uncomfortable, you just do it enough times, it eventually becomes not uncomfortable anymore. <laughs> yeah, because you're doing it. Yeah, and it's really strange. Um. I- good ones because i i've been reaching out to some of our old uh, batchmates or just people who i used to know when i was young mm. and the subject of being an adult comes up a lot oh yeah and it's it's bad to say but sometimes when i hear it i'm just kind of like really but that's just because you know both you and i have been doing it literally since we were out of high school yeah that's right these guys are doing it or being introduced to it now yeah um to be fair that's a really difficult thing and i'm not going to stand here and claim that i figured the whole adulting thing out because i really haven't haven't. figured it out (laughs) we've just gotten more comfortable with it exactly yeah um and that's the same thing with your gym and that's the same thing with anything else it's true and it's also a good, uh, I've adopted this mindset. Oh, well, it's not really a mindset. It's an actual fact that I feel is that no one else cares more than you. True. Yeah. True. Like if, even if you're in like, in your situation, if you're in a gym with one other person, that one other person's probably thinking the same as you. It's like, oh, I better, I better like do, do things right. right. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. that other guy in the gym is going to think I'm some noob. Yeah, but, true. <laughs> yeah, no, at the end of the day, it's just mind your own business because exactly. no one else is going to care more than you. Yeah, that um, I catch myself doing that in certain scenarios in my life where where I might be like, oh, dude, I just realized that I have like a stain on my shirt, for example, and I'm mm-hmm. out in like a, a, a situation where I can't just like go home and change. Um. And then I catch myself like obsessing about this fucking stain, right? I'm just like, oh, dude, everyone's going to see this. And then I think, I just start to think rationally. And I'm like, well, when's the last time that you stared at someone's shirt looking for a stain? Like, basically, I've never done that. So unless someone like happens to see it, no one's going to actually see that, right? Like, especially like, unless it's a huge thing, but like, if it's just a small thing, no one's going to see that. Even if you, like, personally, if I see someone with a stain, I'm just going to be like, oh, that guy's got a stain. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't really fucking like, matter. Oh my god, that guy's fucked up. Yeah, exactly. That guy, he, he doesn't have his life under control. Yeah, because he has <laughs> a stain on his shirt. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a good point. I think people just overthink a lot, a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, it's just society now. We have the luxury to think more. Hmm. Which I think is just a terrible thing. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I would argue. Um, and we can take this to a really, really, really strange place uh, if we continue on the, this argument. But like, I would argue that for most people, all the thinking that they're doing is not doing themselves any good. Right? No. <laughs> um, it's one of my theories as to why like a lot of people suffer with or, or, or suffer from, you know, the, these like feelings of, of anxiety. I'm always careful to say people suffer from or people suffering from anxiety because like it might not always be the case, right? But there are just a lot of people nowadays seemingly, or maybe just people talk about it more now. That could also be it. But like, mm. it seems like a lot of people are just like really, like, like really fucking anxious all the time, right? Um, 
and to bring it back to sort of what I was talking about in the beginning, honestly, um, the more times you sort of expose yourself to that, to that scenario of feeling anxious or like uh, doubtful about something, the more times you do that and then just go through the motions, get the thing done, and then it's fine, the more actually you sort of desensitize to that, right? Yeah. And because I feel like it builds your confidence. Yeah, because you're just being more comfortable with it. Once you're comfortable with something and you have that knowledge of, yeah, you can just do it. Yeah. That thought of fear and doubt, it just goes out the window because you you know you can do it. You've done it before. Mm. And going back to, you know, people thinking too much and that angst that generally yeah. people have nowadays. Um, personally, I think it's because they, they're putting too much of emotion into it interesting okay what do you mean by that so one thing i always like saying especially when i talk to my sister because we do have these conversations sometimes is life is actually very very simple it's people who mm. make it very fucking complicated that's very true actually yeah you break down every single decision that you have to make and it's actually pretty simple break down your options true. pick out the best option but then you put in your feelings into account, which isn't, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you shouldn't no, do it. But, right, yeah. But when you allow it to sort of cloud or defer you to not do the logical thing, mm. yeah, that's when things get complicated. That's actually very true. The more I think about that, like just now running that through my head, like all of the things that I've done in my life where I'm like, I wish I would have done that differently. Those are all like really emotionally heavy mm. decisions where I ended up not making the, the logical choice. Um, partly probably because I was all up in my feelings, you know? <laughs> and it's normal. We're all human. We, we feel, but I think nowadays, we have, like I said before, we have that luxury now to True. put it into everything. And I think it's um, the importance of that emotional reflection, just in my humble opinion, is overhyped nowadays. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't have to... You don't, you don't have to run everything you do by this emotional filter, you know? Uh, no. Sometimes you just got to fucking suck it up and do it. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to be like, okay, look, I really want to do this. But I logically speaking, yeah. I should do this instead. Yeah. True. You know, I had, okay, so people are probably going to think I'm fucking crazy when I say this. But like, I had this really long conversation with myself on the drive home from work today. Mm -hmm. And... um so anyone who's been listening uh, knows that I'm really big into cars and stuff. Like I was recently thinking to myself, like actually the way that 80% of us nowadays drive cars is fucking ridiculous. Cause what most of us do, right. Is um, we go into a car dealership, whatever, whatever brand pick one. And then you look at a car and you're like, well, I like this car. Um, and then you go talk to a salesperson and then you end up signing like a leasing contract. Right. So you lease a car. Uh, that means that like, you know, you drive the thing for three years and then you give it back and then you might order a new one. Right. And I thought to myself, like, actually, that's probably the dumbest thing you can do because you're paying a down payment on the leasing anyway. Right. And then you're paying your monthly rate. And I just thought to myself, well, well, like, wait, wait a second. If we just use the down payment to buy a used car. Right. Like, let's say that you have like three thousand pounds in your case. Mm -hmm. Right. And so instead of putting it down for the down payment, um, just buy a used car. And then sure, in the first year, you won't save the monthly payments because you might have to put that money into repairs and stuff, whatever. Right. But after that, if you have, once you have a car that runs and like, let's say that you spend four thousand pounds or dollars or euros on it. Right. For bu buying it for, for three and then fixing it up for another thousand. Once you have that, you kind of have a running car, right? But like, why doesn't it? And it's it yours. Exactly. And it's yours. And, and in the long run, after that initial period of investing into it to, to, to like make sure it's reliable, it's going to end up saving you money, right? Because unlike mm -hmm. the, the, the leased car, um, you don't have a monthly payment on it. 
So why don't more of us do that? Because like, like you just said, like if we take emotion out of this, logically and financially speaking, that's the smarter decision. Yeah. Right. And I feel like most people who are into cars know this. Right. But still, many people end up leasing or financing a car. And why is that? Well, because there is this pressure from outside, right? This like, this like emotional need to be like, well, to be fair, what I really want is the newest car. Why do I want the newest car? Well, because it's sort of what everyone thinks you should have, right? You always need the newest thing. And it's, it's not just cars, the same for computers, phones, whatever you want to talk about, yeah. right? But like I said, if you really take out the emotion and just say like, look, I just want a car that's going to get me from point A to point B and do so without costing me like much, yeah exactly and you can even point it towards things like going out yeah for sure it's like people who like going out it's difficult for them because they want to go out but most of them don't really have the money to go out Hmm. i think we spoke about this on a previous episode where both of us know people who earn a normal wage right and for some reason they're always broke yeah, because they keep spending the money on <laughs> things that, in my well, going out it's it's different because that boils down to that type of person. Sure, I mean, you can't really put a price on social interaction, so that so that's that's something completely different. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, but still, nonetheless, I would still make the argument that, you know, if if you're going out every Friday and Saturday evening and spending hundreds of pounds, euros, dollars, whatever, right? That, like, unless you're really earning a lot of money, that there's something wrong in your priorities there. Um, at least in my opinion, right? Like, you know, if you're listening to this and you say, I don't, I don't care, you know, I'll live paycheck to paycheck as long as I can continue my life, fine. Right? Then, then do that for you. But... Um, at least for me, that that wouldn't be acceptable. I don't know. At the end of the day, I mean, if they want to do it and they're happy. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. It's yeah. Your time, it's your money. Do what you want with it. Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> I always say this. I, I'm the last person to, like, criticize anyone for doing that because, you know, I put a lot of money into, like, this junky old car. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's something that you've enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same, I suppose, in the other direction as well. Um, but you know, going back to doubt, I mean, when people have those thoughts, just take emotion out of it. True. Yeah. And uh, yes, that is a lot easier to say than to actually mm. execute. And I know that from personal experience especially with social interactions when I was growing up. Mm. But, you know, once you get more comfortable with just, okay, let's let's calm down a bit. If I do this, then what? But if I don't do this, then what? Yeah. Just weigh it out, break it down, and then choose whatever you're going to do, what you think is best for you. Right. And then I think once you make the decision, like, it's done. You know, it's kind of like... I like to mentally picture it as like having the, the decision written on a piece of paper and then throwing it into the, like the decisions made box. Mm-hmm. And once it's in there, I can't open the thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so once it's in there, that's it, you know? Um, oh, like sending a text. Right. Once it's out, it's out. Yeah. Yeah. True. That makes a lot of sense. Um, now, what advice would you give someone who hears that and says, well, like, well, it's, it's very difficult for me to even like, to even break down the different ways of going about doing something because like certain for certain things, it's easier, right? Like let, let's say you're making a career choice, you know, you can kind of, even though that, that is difficult as well, you know, you can kind of weigh out your options, but like, let's say, I know a friend of mine is going through this right now. Like, let's say that you're in a relationship and sometimes like it's going great and sometimes it's really shitty and like, it's kind of at the point where like the shitty is kind of already outweighing the great. Um, And so, right. Logically the decision would be leave the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's difficult. 
because again, like you said, there's a lot yeah, of that, feelings. That, yeah, that's that. a difficult situation because of the amount of time, effort, and emotion that's in it, that situation. Right. Yeah. Logically speaking, if I'd say if you're if you think it's more unhappy than you are happy in that mm. current situation, then yeah, you need to get out. Yeah. But I don't know, when you have that emotional investment in it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think I would I think I would tell that person to sort of be like, would you be happier staying in versus getting out now? That's a good point. So I think you're you're looking at it from like a, a, a time perspective, right? So I suppose to rephrase that, it's like, well, let's say that you leave the relationship three months from now, where are you going to be? Exactly. And then let's compare that to where you're going to be three months from now if you stay in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? That's actually a nice way to see that. And that's actually, I think that that's a pretty watertight method to, especially in those like super emotionally ridden uh, scenarios, how to, how to like navigate that and just be like, look, okay. So obviously, you know, you break up with someone, it fucking sucks. Right, unless yeah. you unless you already hate the person, but then you know. Yeah, then you'll bounce right back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But well, most um, of the times in a caring relationship, or at least starting in that caring uh, relationship, mm. when that does eventually end, there is going to be a period of like, oh, I don't really want to do anything. I'm yeah, giving it, up on life. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but you know, I, I feel like when that does happen, and typically in that situation that you were saying where that person is more unhappy than he is or she is happy in that current uh, relationship, you know, it's, it's much better now that they're out of it. Sure. Yeah. Because now, because if they hadn't, they probably would have gone, become even more unhappy. True. Yeah. Had they stayed. Yeah, and then you always run the risk, and this is not just in relationships. This can be for for things like uh, investments, or um, let's say let's say that you own something, and you're and like you always have this conflict where you're like, should I sell it? Should I keep it? You know, I don't really use it, or it doesn't really give me anything anymore. But you have this emotional attachment to it. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of people, like like family members in my life, go through this, and every single time when they've decided to sell it it ends up being the best decision that they made or just getting rid of it, right? Just being like, yeah, I'm emotionally attached to this, but like, it's just taking up space or, right, this, like, I'm never going to move back into that house, so I don't know why I'm keeping it, so let's just sell it, right? In situations, well, in most situations, for me, I think it's, if it's not an immediate hard yes, then it's a no. Oh, that's really, it, to be, that's really smart. Um. I'm not saying that it works 100% of the time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right, right. But, you know, like, if I need to think about whether or not I want to go out, it's kind of like that I should probably just stay in. Yeah. Um, or if I have to think about buying this new clothing item or laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it comes to stuff like that, it ta- like this is something that, like, drives my girlfriend up the wall. Um, it takes forever for me to pull the trigger on, on anything right like um it took me so long to order like this wasn't even like a luxury or like a nice piece of clothing it was like actual function wear right like it was Mm. actually just just a soft shell jacket to wear in winter it took me eight weeks to pull the trigger on that right it just and i I didn't really those things are expensive aren't they yeah it was okay like um Like I said, it wasn't even one of these super fancy ones. It was just like a like like a regular normal work jacket, right? Oh, okay. Um, and it just took me forever to fucking get anywhere with, with that decision. So in some ways, I understand what you mean. If it's not a hard yes, then it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I re- I remember the day that I pulled the trigger. I was walking around uh, at work, like I had to do stuff outside, and it was raining. And I was like, you know what? Right about now is when I could really use that soft shell jacket. So I went in and I ordered it. <laughs> yeah. And like for me, especially when it comes to money. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, even if I'm like, I'm happy that I bought it, I'm always going to have a feeling of buyer's remorse of like, oh, why did I buy? Dude, I'm so glad that you bring that up. Um, 
and this ties perfectly into our theme of doubt here, I get buyer's remorse 100% of the time whenever I spend money. Yeah, even if I know it's like a logical yep. purchase. Yep. I'm just kind of like, oh, no, I don't want. Dude, oh. I'm, I'm so fucked in the head. I get buyer's remorse when I buy groceries. Because sometimes, cause sometimes yeah. I'm like, did you really need that one like luxury item? And then yeah. I'm just saying, like, dude, it, <laughs> I get buyer's remorse every time I spend money. Yeah, that's why I don't. I, if I know I'm going to go to a grocery store to buy food, mm. I'm going to make sure that I'm as full as possible. Right, dude. Even that doesn't help me. No? I, no, because like, you know, I'll walk past something and be like, well, I'm full now. But like in like three or four hours, I could see myself eating this. And so the way that I combat that is I... I have my, I have grocery lists that I strictly adhere to, right? Um, and so I suppose then I don't have much buyer's remorse because I'm like, yeah, like, like I planned this, right? But um, even for like stuff like my hobbies, whenever I buy something for, for my computer or, or for my car, like I feel excited, but I also feel like really shitty for having spent the money. It's, it's yeah. fucked it. Like, you know, you want it, you know, it's actually all right, but yeah. I still don't like to see that money leave my account. Same. And like, whenever I order something online, the moment I, I, I hit like checkout, the next thing that happens is I open a new tab and like pull up my budget sheet and just see like, like how, how far back this sets me. And it's the same answer every time. It doesn't set me back because like, mm. like I have my budget set up where I'm like, like I have this amount that I can spend every month and it's fine. Right. Um, but still, it fucks with my brain. Like, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. Have you ever had, like, doubt in situations where, I don't know, where it's, like, a relationship or, like, what, what has been a situation in your life where doubt has sort of been prevailing? Yeah. Um, if I'm perfectly honest, every single... But I, th- I think this is normal. Um, every single romantic relationship that I've ever been in has been like, it starts out with a lot of doubt because, you know, you meet someone new and then you're like, oh, you know, I don't know if they're, they're the right person. And then maybe once you decide that they are the right person, then you're like, okay, but like, you know, feelings, feelings are delicate and weird and strange and you kind of want to trust them, but then you kind of don't like, like it's fucked. Right. And so for like the first couple of months, you have that phase. And then for me, at least it's always been followed by like a year or so of like just normal. And then something happens. Like I always, like I call this thing, the fucking right. Like, like, like some bullshit happens, which then either breaks the relationship instantly or is sort of this like point of contention for uh, for a while, and so yeah, in th- in that stage again, you're like, why am I putting up with this, right? Like like she's being weird. She's not like like she's pissed off all the time. I'm pissed off all the time. Why am I doing this, right? So for me, every romantic relationship that I've ever been in in my life has just been riddled with like doubt, right? And in the past, I really didn't act well on that. Um, but nowadays, whenever I get to that, I just think to myself, well, look, like, this is kind of normal, right? It's not normal to fight about it. It's not normal for things to get ugly. That, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, like, both of us are still humans. So we're going to disagree on shit, right? I th- yeah, I think if you agree on anything, on everything, I mean, yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, that, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Um, so yeah, romantic relationships for sure. Um, another thing that I've always really struggled with, like when it comes to doubt and sort of, I would call it interpersonal relationships, is just sort of, you know, it's weird for me to say this because like a lot of people assume that because, you know, I had, let's say, friendships and relationships with a bunch of girls and stuff that like, it doesn't, it's not hard for me to speak to like women but actually i find it really difficult like like yeah it's so awkward sometimes and like i'm fucking awkward with it sometimes right i'm always awkward with it yeah and so that that for sure for sure i struggle with that 
How about in life in general? Because you know, I obviously have the same sort of doubts when it comes to social interaction, especially mm. with um, you know, other women, especially if I do like them. But how about just in life in general? Like I was reflect I was reflecting on just everything in general last mm. week. And it was a bit depressing. But, <laughs> yeah, don't 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 do that. <laughs> but no, but that's just because I'm a very existential person. Yeah. So when I start reflecting and like I go deep with it. I'm just kind of like, I think I had that thought of, you know, am I actually doing something like worthwhile? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I get you. Not even like worthwhile to society, just worthwhile to me. Mm. Um, Yeah, I get that all the time. Um, And it it doesn't just pertain to like career choices or like uh, interpersonal relationships or like money choices for me it's also like like things i'm supposed to enjoy i start questioning them like i start question i I, I start questioning my hobbies i start being like well like let's take my project car for example i start being like well you know should i put in another x amount of money to fix this thing or should i just sell the thing and get something else right like and then you start having this dialogue again Mm -hmm. and then um but i just do away with that i just like you know what unless the thing's like actually broken you're fine. Like, <laughs> and it's also like, you know, I came to that. Um, I, I always come back to this thought process of, you know, am, am I doing it? Like, am I doing okay? Like, am I an all right person? And then it works its way around to, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for me, though, whenever something like comes up in my life, whatever it is, um, the first like four hours, like after onset of that, bullshit right like it occupies my mind and i'm just full of doubt and i just sort of want to give it up right yeah but then after i just like sit through that and like make it past that point that's when i start being like how do i what do i do here you know Mm -hmm. um and so knowing that knowing that, that, that that that's how i react i sort of space my decision making time accordingly Right. So I know that yeah. like whenever something happens within the first four hours, I'm not making any decisions. Yeah. But I think it's also just sort of reflecting and just telling yourself like, you know, you're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really important. Um, as long as you're paying your bills or like assuming that you have it to pay them, right? Like as long as you're paying your bills, you have a roof over your head, you have a job, or you're you're somehow bettering yourself right um or you're just doing what you actually wanted to do in the first place exactly or going or in the process of going after it absolutely yeah um and you're safe and you're not hurting anyone dude you're fine like just chill come on (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but you do get those thoughts in your head yeah from from time to time it's just kind of like oh god what am i doing (laughs) yeah it's tough it's tough um it's really easy to say like dude you're fine just chill um but if you're in that scenario it's it's hard to it hear consumes that you. It does yeah consume. for sure for sure um but then again you know recently i've just been thinking about what the uh, in air quotes human experience is right uh, and, I th- yeah. and i think stuff like this Sure, it would be much easier to live life not having to go through any of this, right? But at the same time, this is kind of what makes life life. Yeah, the fact that it ends and the fact that we struggle. Yeah. Like if if we didn't struggle, it'd be kind of boring. It'd be hella boring. Like, and that's why, you know, I don't mean to branch this off, but like, whenever I watch these like financial advice YouTubers, right. And sort of the life that they uh, like suggest that you live so that you have X amount of money by the time you're X years old, you're, you're, you Y years old. Right. And then you can start mm-hmm. enjoying life. I always think to myself like, yeah, that's the logical thing to do. Right. And mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Like that's absolutely the, log- the logical thing to do. But then again, it's not as meaningful then at least to me right because that those like 20 years where you're living off of beans and rice right sure maybe you can enjoy your like retirement and more you know i maybe i'll change my opinion when i'm at that stage 
but and I don't mean to like romanticize having to struggle for anything, but like there is something nice about like putting in the work to get something, right? Yeah. For me, I've never really liked that. I, I mean, yeah, it is logical to work in order to have a nice retirement. Mm. But for me, a big thing for me, like I never really had an interest in a career in the sense of like, oh, I want to do this. And I mm-hmm. am, I don't know who I am if I can't do this. Sure, yeah. I've never been that way. The big thing for me was always just traveling, mm. going to new places, different cultures, languages, food. I can't do what I want to do when I'm retired or at that age. True. Yeah. When I'm at that age, I just kind of want to sleep. Yeah. Um, that's true, actually. That's... <laughs> I don't know why I never thought of that. Um, Because now that you say that, I realize also that like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing the right thing in the sense that like, I'm, I'm living out a hobby that I've always wanted to live out. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, right now I have the time and the quote unquote lack of responsibility to put stupid amount of money and work and love and blood and sweat and tears into a car that probably isn't worth it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but right now I have I, like I can do that because yeah, you have the luxury of time and money. You may not have a lot of money, yeah, but you no, have more I, than enough time. Exactly. I have time, I have the passion, and like say that I go over my monthly budget by 200, right? Something I'm not exactly, and I'm not putting someone else at risk by doing that, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's my problem then, right? The, the only person well. If we have the luxury of having the only people who are solely dependent, like really dependent on us, it's just us. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of what I was alluding to. Like, if I think about the fact that, like, yeah, I would have more money to throw at a project car in 10 years. Problem is, I might have a kid in 10 years. So yeah. Even then, if you have a kid, you, pretty not, you may not even have the money for that. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the more... Actually, the, the way that you said that is so true. It's like, sure, it makes sense to work f- towards a nice retirement, right? Um, but, but you miss some things along the way. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's like and, anything, really. It's like it's a give and take. You just decide which one is best for you. Yeah, I think there is a saying, isn't there, where it's like when you're young, you have all the you have all the time, but no money to do the things that you want. Yeah. And then when you're older, you have all the money, but no more time to do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like it hit me when I saw this meme. <laughs> of, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it was like, you know, I, the gondoliers in Venice. Mm-hmm. And they're like coming out of the tunnel and this two old retired couple were like sleeping on it. Like they <laughs> fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to wait till I'm that age to go yeah. travel. I mean, I I am pretty well-traveled now. Luckily, I can say that, but I still want to do a lot more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm already planning several trips for next year. Nice. Let's hope that it works, you know, with all the COVID stuff. Well, it's not really a big deal because, you know, it it gives me an excuse to just save up more money. True, true. So I suppose the, 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 the takeaway from this whole discussion is that especially when it pertains to things that we just talked about right now traveling or you know having a hobby putting putting love and money into a project or you know this this doubtful question of like should i really be investing into a hobby when i should be saving my money so that i can you know retire with a couple hundred thousand dollars more that's that's a question that only you can answer for yourself right Mm -hmm. but the thing is what I would at least advise, and this is not, I'm not going to give any financial advice because I'm not fucking qualified to do that. But what I would, <laughs> but, but what I would advise anyone who's listening is that if there's something that you want to try out, right. And like, unless it's something really crazy where you have to invest like tens of thousands of dollars or whatever, like if it's just, you know, a thousand, 2000 bucks to get your, your feet wet, sure go out and save up the money but then once you have the money just try it you know if if you realize after like a year of doing it that it's not it's not your thing then give it up but just 
go and try it. But what would you say for the things that are more sort of inner self? Like every other week, I'll probably have a thought of like, am I a good enough son? Or am I a good enough mm. brother to my sister? Am I a good enough friend to those that I truly do love and care right. about? Right, yeah. Because we all do have those doubts. And if you don't, I, I, I question you. Yeah. Um, for stuff like that, you know, when you start doubting yourself, um, even though this seems like counterintuitive, my first piece of advice is always just like, let yourself feel that for a while. Yeah. You know, like, like, like it sucks because those feelings are kind of negative, but just, just allow yourself to go through those emotions first. Um, obviously me, it helps to process why I'm thinking in the first abs- place. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, obviously do it in a controlled manner. You oh, know, yeah, don't, don't go off the rails. Exactly. You know, if you're someone who, um, has a history or tends to maybe, uh, you know, do stuff that isn't smart when you're going through the motions and, you know, maybe, maybe don't do that. But for most people, just allow yourself to feel it for a while. And then after that, because most of the time after that, that feeling fades, right? After that, it's like, yeah, okay. I was just kind of tripping for a while. And if it doesn't fade, then I would start having the conversation with myself on, you know, why am I feeling this right now? Because most of the time it's just a small thing that's like, you know, like a thorn in your side that then like sparks that whole reaction. Um, And then I would just get to solving that. Um, For example, like if it's, if the question comes up of being like, oh, am I a good enough son? You might be asking yourself that, like, it's not, this is not directed at you, but like, I know that I feel this way sometimes because of this. I'm like, well, I haven't called my parents in a while. Oh yeah. So maybe I should probably call my parents. Right. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, that was it. You know, um, and so just keep on digging until you find exactly what it is. And once you found it, just try and fix it, you know, <laughs> self-awareness in it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you feel like you're not a good enough student, maybe hit the books, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that is kind of straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. It's really straightforward. Most of the time when you start doubting yourself, it's because you know, you're not putting in the work. You know, mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship, am I being a good enough boyfriend slash girlfriend or husband slash wife, whatever, you know, probably because uh, you need to put in a bit more effort. Exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe on the way home, stop by somewhere and buy something, whatever the fuck you need to do. Right. Yeah. I think that goes double for like romantic relationships, especially in today's society. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's so fucking lazy, man. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's not enough to like open your phone and like text someone no that's not fucking enough like <laughs> smileys so, don't count i think one of the things i heard lately was like ladies if you want to really make your man happy just you don't need to do all the time just sometimes just make him a sandwich yeah get him a uh, beer yeah exactly. put it next to him and just get the fuck out the house yeah, just, just get the fuck out yeah <laughs> true yeah so just to come back to your question that's that's how i deal with it now there is a there is a different type of problem there and it's when you when you feel like you're not enough and there's no reason and so like you can't really you know like like fix the issue like we just described that's a different problem um mm. and that's a really serious problem yeah because you're not recognizing your own value exactly and so to to combat that i would honestly say that that's a very personal journey that everyone has to go through but there are some tips that i would give because i think that there are some universal things that will really work for everyone and number one as stupid as this sounds because everyone's like oh if i hear this piece of advice again i'm going to jump off you know my fucking balcony but it's like honestly this has helped me and it's helped everyone i know who's tried it it's just like get out there and exercise because the moment that you, because like at first it's going to suck, right? And then you might even feel worse about yourself because you're like, not only am I worthless, but I'm unfit, right? So- <laughs> yeah, a lot of it does come from like physical appearance, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. But it's the thing like is... Looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, I should be better. Well, I should be looking a different way. Yeah. Um, for me, that's secondary though. I think the um, the the biggest appeal that exercise has is that you now have this, you know, have this thing in your life where the amount of success you have is basically directly correlated and instantly noticeable um, to the amount of work you put in. So when you feel like you're worthless, right. And you start doing stuff that 
has a measurable and f- that like it's it's like not there being, are milestones yeah exactly and like yeah. you like people who have been unfit who have transitioned to becoming fit know this feeling where all of a sudden you're running like like six minute miles right or six and a half minute miles is my personal record um and you think back to like well six months ago i could barely run a mile in like 11 minutes and so you start realizing that like you can do so much more right i mean obviously there is a limit to like some stuff but like the the amount of work you put in directly has a has an has some kind of effect on the outcome um and so that would be my first piece of advice if you feel you know if you're having these feelings it's like just get out there and exercise you know i'm not yeah. you don't have, you don't have to become an athlete but yeah i think it's also that feeling of like you can improve yeah yeah and as well as like not even looking good but you just feel good True. you have more energy yeah. you you can you can lift heavier things or you can do things with more ease because you are exercising true yeah um then the second piece of advice that i would give would just be to sort of and i I would only recommend doing this for like two to maximum three months and then it would be to really quiet down your life because um in my experience a lot of those feelings come from like especially if we're talking about you know doubting yourself and not and, and like not really seeing what you're capable of doing in my in my experience that's come from when life is really noisy if you know what i mean yeah you're surrounded by a lot of just thoughts comments from yourself and other people exactly it, do, it doesn't even need to be directed to you no 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 yeah when you hear it you you apply it to yourself exactly and so my advice would be to quiet down your life. Now, how do you do that? <laughs> Again, this this sounds counterintuitive because like you sort of, you, you, it sounds like you're isolating yourself, even though what it seems like you need is more contact with people, right? But I would honestly say like, look, if you have like too many commitments or if you, if you just feel like everything's getting too much, just lighten the load, lighten the load, you know, let go of some commitments or honestly try this for six weeks, just, you know, spend a little bit more time at home and just resting and focusing on you know like getting your fundamentals right you know making sure that 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 your home is in order making sure that your body is in order making sure that you're eating okay making sure that you're sleeping okay yeah just checking in with yourself exactly and then do that for like six to max i would do this for maximum 12 weeks because beyond that it can start to feel really lonely right because you feel like oh you know i'm i'm you know, I'm just going through the motions at this point. Yeah, but some of it can turn into good habits, can it? True. Because now, yeah. now on a day-to-day basis, you're thinking, oh, am I eating okay? Or like, true. Or, yeah. you know, if I do this, will this make me more relaxed or more yeah. angst? But, but to me, that's the next step. That's that's a step where we like begin to turn up the volume of life again, mm-hmm. right? Where we say like, okay, so we've quieted things down and now we've built some, we've we've gotten the fundamentals right. Then you slowly pick back up. Right. Now we can pick up the pace, increase the volume. And then when it starts to get too much, that should be a signal to you to like, okay, I can go up to this point. And then that, that, that that's enough for me right now. Yeah. Um, Just dial back the volume again. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that, that would be my, those would be my like three main tips to anyone who says like, yeah, you know, I feel a lot of doubt. And then when I reflect on it, there's no real reason, but I still feel like crap all the time. Just, you know, you can do a lot for your, for, for the way that you perceive things in 12 weeks. Believe me, you, you can change your perspective pretty, pretty, in, in a pretty sub- substantial manner. Yeah. Another thing I'd say is don't isolate yourself, but learn to enjoy being alone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, before I liked being alone, but I never really enjoyed it because I always yeah. felt like I needed to be with friends going out but now i've said it before even before in this podcast you know if you told me that i was going to spend the entire day not interacting with anyone it's just going to be me that's probably going to be the best day of the week for me yeah yeah um you know yeah because once you enjoy just being by yourself being alone a lot of that doubt 
goes away. Exactly. You start and to enjoy yourself. Absolutely. And um, the, like I said, the sort of noise of life really goes away when you spend like a couple of days just like by yourself and thinking, because like once all that bullshit disappears, that's when you can start coming to the point where you're like, okay, so like real talk, this is where I'm at. This is who I am. This is what I want. Right. And even if at first we don't make any decisions or, or, or like take any course of action based off, based off of that, just having that conversation and like being able to put down the three bullet points. Right. Yeah. That's enough. Let's start. Right. And then we can see where we go from there. And but because you do know yourself more, whenever you do have those doubts or internal dialogues, come back to it. Yeah. Now you can sort of think for yourself and be like, well, if I do this or, or, or if I don't do this, I'm going to hate myself more than is if I actually do go through with it. Yep. You know, I hate to be the sort of like almost cliche fitness uh, person, but like, honestly, in my workout program right now, there isn't a single day in the gym where I'm not like halfway through my workout. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. This sucks so bad, hmm. you know, but like, I know exactly that if I were to throw in the towel and like get changed at that moment, I would be really disappointed with myself. And I'm at the point now where that like fear of disappointment is larger than, than the discomfort, you know, of, of the routine and that that can apply not just to physical fitness that can apply to like your your daily routine right yeah once you've held yourself to a standard anything below that is discomforting for you yeah and it can even be like it's better to feel like crap than to feel nothing at all true yeah and you can apply that to like exploring in the relationship Mm -hmm. you know i always like if you think it's going to be a good thing go for it Go for it, yeah. If it ends in, you know, if it ends shit or in heartbreak, like, you can at least look back and think, you know what, like, I was happy. Yeah, yeah. And even though it ended the way it did, like, if I didn't go for it in the first place, who knows where I'd be. Exactly. Like, I, like I didn't have, I would never have had those feelings or memories. Yeah. And um, I think you you brought up a really good point. It's sort of this idea of like, I was at least at some point happy. And this is why I always say, you know, the like heartbreak that you experience, you know, after a relationship ends, it's actually a very sort of limited perspective on what's just happened. Yeah, because it's very fresh in your mind. Exactly. And because it is such a big change. Yeah. How it was in the beginning. It it does sort of distract you from the fact that you guys were actually, you know, pretty happy. With exactly. Each other. Yeah. Like you did care and love for each other. Yeah. And again, I suppose it's um, also easier to think that way if the relationship ends. Very, uh, very bad. Let's just, let's just call it, uh, you know, if you're both adults about it, right? Like it comes to mm. an end and then, then it's easier for you to sit back and be like, you know, yeah, I am sad that it's over but I also had these really great times with this, with this person. And, you know, I will cherish this forever. It's always going to live in my mind. And, you know, it's Mm. a shame that it's, that, that it's not the way it is anymore, but it's okay. You know, but then if, you know, but then you get back to what we were, we were saying in the beginning, that's just how it ended up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And again, these, I I feel like, you know, post breakup is again, one of those times in life where like, basically you're you're more doubt than certainty right mm-hmm. um and again then my advice and you know it's it's sort of contrary to what a lot of people advise you do after breakup which is like you know go out see your friends distract yourself blah 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 right uh sure that's that's important you know especially i would say the first week that's super important but for the some... beginning but a short amount of time Don't exactly do it for a long time exactly but at some point you're gonna have to confront it and i would advise that when you do turn the volume of life down to like the bare minimum right so like yeah, you're... just focus on it exactly so like you're still going to work or you're still studying for school or you know you're you're doing the bare minimum of what's required of you but the rest reserve it for yourself yeah you you got to deal with it <laughs> as much as it sucks. I know like, dude, like 
you know, post breakup, you spend two weeks partying with your friends and you're fucking, you know, distracted. And then week three comes along and you're alone in your apartment and like everything starts coming back to you. You know, that's going to be a shitty week, but week four is going to be better. Week five is going to be even better than than that. So you'll be fine. Don't worry or about even it. Even something like career wise, like if you had a business that didn't work out or sure. yeah. you had like an interview, but you didn't get it. Yeah. You know, it's it's just so good to be obviously, you know, allow yourself to feel bad. But at the same time, give yourself that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To sort of tell yourself, oh, you know, next one. Exactly. Yeah. Next one, I'll, I'll get it. Or the next relationship, I'll, uh, it'll work out. Or it, or the next one will be like the one. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, dude, I, f- I feel like that that's a good spot to close, actually. <laughs> I think we're going to end it here. All right. Yep. Thanks, everyone.